0: flyers daily with jason Martinez. all right here we go it's a brand new flyers daily for the 18th of august 2023 getting closer and closer to september and we'll start to see players trickle back into town perhaps even at the end of this month and players trickling back into town starting those skates over at the flyers training center all in advance of rookie training camp training camp in a preseason. which is at this point we're really not that far away two weeks from today for example is September first, and as you see, the sun setting a little earlier every night before eight o'clock. It means hockey season is getting closer and on the way, which is a good thing. One of the things that we've been discussing over the last uh, couple of weeks, and we're going to continue it on Monday's episode with Bill Meltzer about the Flyers' biggest question marks of 2023-24 season. But today in this episode, I wanted to touch on something a little bit different than the question marks. I want to mix it up a little bit. And here's what I want to do. And and again, with something like this, I definitely want to get fan feedback. I want you guys to give me some feedback. And you can do that either through a tweet on Twitter, at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can DM me there as well, or you can just email me at jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And I'll get to some... On the episodes, I'll try and reply to as many as I can as well. But where we've been talking about question marks, in this episode, we're going to kind of flip the script, and we're going to talk about known commodities. Things that you're going into this season, and you feel like it is a known commodity. It's something you know with relative certainty. Now, obviously, in sports, the word known is a volatile word, because so many things can change something you feel like you know for certain, like injuries or just any a number of situations. A player can be traded, for that matter. But the known elements or the commodities going into this season that you feel with relative certainty, you feel really, you know, a lot of conviction with these things. So I've written a few of them. And I'm not going to go crazy. I don't have a a super long list. And it's not because I don't have a lot of knowns. But these are some of the knowns that first jumped into my head when I decided to put myself through this exercise. And again, I want to get people's known commodities or things they feel relatively certain about heading into the 2023-24 season. So I'm going to start here. And the first one I wrote down was that despite not playing this season with a true number one D partner, Cam York is going to continue to develop his NHL game. And he's a player that we're going to feel even better about at the end of this coming season. I think he's going to be very likely your quarterback on PP1. And that's got to be improved. It better improve. And I think he's going to move to his left side. His more natural side, played some right last year, never played the right side before last season. And he was put in that situation in the most unforgiving league in the world to play the right side. And he performed pretty well. Now there are some advantages to be to being on your offside. For him being on the right side with a left shot in the offensive zone, who sticks in the middle of the ice. It's an advantage there. But defending, defending against the rush is definitely a disadvantage when you're a left shot playing the right side or you're a right shot playing the left side because the way you can use your stick to keep a player to the outside and when the blade of that stick is in the middle of the ice as you're skating backwards and an oncoming rusher is, say a left-handed player is coming down his left wing and you're defending right side and his blade of his stick is as close to the boards as he can be as it can be because it's on the left side of his body and your stick is as far away from the board skating backwards as a left side guy. It's just not an advantageous situation. But with all that said, I think he's going to move to the left side. And I think this is going to be a big year for Cam York. Now he was looking for that big year last year. Didn't make the team out of camp, went down to Lehigh, started the season with the Phantoms, good on him. didn't pout, went down there, took care of business, got called up and really showed some good signs throughout the season last year, again, despite not being on on his natural side all the time. But, you know, when it comes to D, chemistry is a big thing. And, you know, not having the true number one for him to play alongside of, whether that is a player like Matt Niskanen back in the 1920 season or years where he had Kimo Timonen or Eric Desjardins, I think we're going to feel good about Cam York at the end of this season coming up. That's my first one. Number two, and this one is a bit, it's going to be something that we'll probably discuss quite a bit through camp and maybe even through the beginning of the season, and it's this. I know this with relative certainty. The goalie tandem is going to be an ever-changing tandem. Like we talked about in the biggest question marks, Carter Hart and who? Felix Anstrom, who played the bulk of the season as the backup last year, Sam Arson, who came in and impressed, and the Flyers extended his contract a year before they had to. Or Cal Peterson, who at one time was a very well-thought-of goaltender in the NHL, but has had two subpar seasons the past two years as a member of the Los Angeles Kings. Change of scenery, we'll see where it goes for Cal Peterson. Does that have him starting with the Flyers as the goaltender that's got the most experience of those three I just mentioned, Sandstrom, er- Erson, and Peterson? We'll see. But that could be a changing landscape as we go through the year. Not to mention Ivan Fedotov as well. I'm not even sure what's going on with that at this point. It's all very confusing. But that tandem situation could be ever-changing through this season. I feel like we may see that. And sometimes, you know, depends too. Your goalie depth can change really quickly. An injury to one goalie in your system, in your AHL or NHL level, changes everything markedly. Because, generally speaking, you only have four in your top two, two teams with the Phantoms and the Flyers. You don't have organizational depth at that position because only one plays per game. One plays, one's a backup. That's basically the way it works. So, uh, goaltending tandem will be ever-changing through this season. Number three that I came up with was another step forward for two players in particular. I think that last year we saw obviously steps forward for Owen Tippett as a full-time NHLer and Noah Cates as a full-time NHLer. I feel like both of those players, for totally different reasons, I it almost feels to me like a guarantee that they're going to take the next step, significant step in their evolution as NHL players. Tippett, I thought, just looked like a player that realized that he can absolutely play at the NHL level. He can be a power forward, and I think we saw with confidence develop his decision making. Just spoke to that, and I think you're, he's coming in obviously this year. I think feeling very confident, knowing what he did last year, and I think he's ready to build on it. That's for Owen Tippett. That offensive element, that creativity, that being a, you know a big, strong, powerful skater going to the net. If we, if he can finish just a little bit better with the shot. Then he'll, he's a 30-goal scorer. Got to get that done first. Um, As far as Noah Cates goes, he was cited last year by the coaching staff at every turn in the training camp and preseason time about the conditioning he came in with. I fully expect him to come in with that same level, if not even better, of conditioning this year. And I think this is a player, too, that realizes he belongs in the NHL. It's a fifth-round pick. Kid who spent four years in college, came to the NHL. Had some initial success in his first call-up, you know, finishing out that season two years ago. And then this year, maybe the offensive numbers weren't as good, but he was put in a really tough situation with Sean Couturier to take really, really hard minutes moving to the center position for the first time. He needs to improve the face-offs. That's something that can be learned. But Noah Cates is another guy that I feel in- incredibly comfortable with is going to take a big step forward along with Owen Tippett. Morgan Frost, we have the contract situation with him. He's not signed yet. I expect it to get done. Is that any kind of distraction? I don't know. He needs to build on what was a really good final two-thirds of last season, led the team in scoring over the last 58 games. Uh, But Tippett and Cates, at the minute right now, I feel like are two players that I can say with relative certainty are going to continue to take steps forward. And it's one of the reasons why I think we'll feel a lot better about this team after this season because of players like Tippett, Cates, Cam York. Now, when you talk about those players taking continuing a step forward, another one that I wrote was that I feel with relative certainty is that Joel Farabee is going to have a big bounce-back year. I think last year will prove out to be the anomaly. Because he had a surgery on June 25th last summer. That's way late in the game for a surgery, and the kind of surgery he had, neck. Lost all of his muscle that he was putting on and training in the offseason, and then it became about doing everything he could to get back and get on the ice as quickly as possible. They didn't think he'd be back until around Thanksgiving. He started the season with the Flyers. He played all 82 games. But I felt like physically he was catching up all year. This summer, different. He ended the season healthy. He's going into this offseason with the ability to train for an NHL season, not recover from a midsummer surgery. And I think some of us forget the 20 goals he had in 55 games in the 56 game season. I mean, 20 goals in that season, I mean, that, that was a 35 goal pace. So, Joel Faraby's going to have a bounce back year. I'll say that with a lot of confidence. Let's get to the next one. I talked about Cam York and his development, but this I know for certain. The most important defenseman on this Flyers team going into this season is Travis Sanheim for a litany of reasons, not just to this season, but to the long term. New contract kicked in, no trade clause kicked in, his name was out there this summer in rumors, and No, Ivan Provorov. Travis Sanheim is the most important D-man on this roster going into this season. Could be for a number of years. We'll see. But as I sit here, for this episode on the 19th of August, or the 18th of August, rather, Travis Sanheim is the most important D-man on this team. He may be the most important player. Short of Sean Couturier, if he comes back and what his availability is. Next one. The state of the franchise. You know, this is one that we could look at as a question mark, too. And I'll probably debate this with Bill. About the state of the franchise. There's been a lot of changes. From last offseason, John Tortorella coming in, taking over for Mike Yo, who took over for Elaine Vigneault. The standard, the accountability, all of that stuff. But then obviously this year, you have the departure of Dave Scott as the chairman. You now have Dan Hilferty. You have the departure of Chuck Fletcher, who filled the two roles, GM and president. And now you have Danny Breer and Keith Jones. Now, Briere, first-time GM. Keith Jones, first-time president. But that is something that we can debate, the state of the franchise. It's going to come up in my top Flyers question marks in a slightly different form, which Bill and I have not gotten to yet, but we will get to, on this Monday's episode um, that next one Tyson Forster is making the team out of camp barring any unforeseen injuries or bizarre situation Tyson Forster is making the team out of camp why do I say that couple reasons I don't think he has anything left to prove in the AHL number one number two when he came up last year for the Flyers he played extremely well He he looked like an NHL player and number three I always say, don't listen to what coaches and GMs say about a player. Look at how they use them. Well, in this situation, I'm going to break my own rule. Because the coach loved them. The GM now loves them. Tyson Forster is going to make this team out of training camp. And he's going to provide something this team didn't have. The ability to beat a goalie with a shot from anywhere inside the offensive zone. It is a bomb. All right, And the last one I have is this. I think I mentioned this with Bill briefly. But I think this is a really important element. And I feel like this is something that stands to reason. And it's something that I feel like I know with relative certainty. You know, Danny Briere is a player. He was a very good NHL player. Had to make his own way. You know, came in highly touted was actually waived when he was with Arizona before eventually taking off with Buffalo, coming here to Philly, having a great career. Very good regular season player, was a great playoff player. Wasn't a good playoff player, it was a great playoff player. And having the ability to be a very good NHL player and a player that rose the level of his game, his performance, his statistics when the lights shine the brightest. I think helps you find, having had that trait, helps you, makes it easier to find that trait in players. And I think that's an underrated element of something that Danny Breer has. Not all GMs have it. Steve Iserman had it as a player. Won some, won some cups. Turned out to be a great GM. Found some guys in later rounds. In drafts, like Braden Point. Kucherov was a guy. There was some risk there. They weren't sure when he was going to come over. These aren't top two picks. Point's in the third round. Kuch is in the second round. Identifying those clutch players. Look how clutch those two guys have been for that Tampa team over the last bunch of years. Yeah, they got talent, but they're clutch. So, I think that's a a big element that Danny Breer brings to the table, a commodity that helps. That's what I feel. All right, that's enough for me for now. Uh, I'd love to get your responses, get your additions to this list. Again, you can DM me on Twitter at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. Shoot me a tweet as well, or just send me an email at jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And we'll get to some of these coming up as well. So join us Monday. We'll get back to our top 10 list of question marks. Also, going to hit Bill on some of these Flyers known commodities. So everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy. uh, It looks like it's going to be a little cooler this weekend, which is great. Uh, Enjoy the cool weather, and we'll talk to you Monday on a brand new Flyers day.